Attention shoppers, there are a wide variety of Crossrip items available in the gift shop. Sweatshirts, smartphone covers, an exclusive t-shirt designed by Dapper Dan Shonen of IDW Comics fame, and more on the way. All proceeds go towards our servers, so this remains the only ad you hear on the show. Go to GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. Fellow conductors of the Metaphysical Examination, and welcome to the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip Podcast for the week of March 18th, 2019. This week on the show, we're going to be talking about the production crew that has joined Ghostbusters 2020, the Jason Reitman uh, film that's upcoming. We'll be talking about the director of photography, uh, an art director, a visual effects supervisor, what all of those mean for the production. Stay tuned. Still Playing With Toys presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. Oh, we have fun. Woo! What else was I going to talk to? I, I saw Leviathan. For the first time ever. <laughs> yeah, I saw you tweet about that. Well, I was like, okay. The crazy thing was, I had no idea that this movie existed. I don't, for whatever mm-hmm. reason, it was that sort of out of sight, out of mind. Like I, that's I the the Peter Weller one. Peter Weller, Ernie Hudson, yeah. uh, Daniel Stern, Hector Elizondo. Uh, is that the one Richard where Krenna is in it? The beloved sub operator is Six Pack. Is that the one? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah six Pack. Uh, Daniel Stern is Six Pack. He's Six Pack. And and he's it's... sort of like the the redneck, uh, like the roughneck. Uh, yeah. Aliens. Ca- like he's he's the the James Cameron stereotype character, but it's Daniel Stern. So it's like. Yeah. Instead of the other guy with the rat, it's Daniel Stern, yeah. and it. Um, yeah. It was. Uh, there's, what's the term for it when movies try to go head to head on the same thing? Uh, right? Yeah, that sort of like deep impact Armageddon and yeah, it's uh, not Bugs it's Life. Not, yeah. It's not a mockbuster where you're just trying to like leech off some of the inertial energy of a big hit by copying it. It's one where two studios catch one or the other catches wind that somebody's doing a particular type of movie and. Instead of going up against it with like, like instead of trying to split the market in it as we'll offer up an alternative, so anybody who's not going to you, we're going to pick it up. They decide they have to fight over the exact same people, or try to undercut the competition, just or by undercut like, them yeah. or something. But yeah, and that's although it's a strange animal because it's kind of. It's it's much more of a sci-fi horror. Yeah, I, I haven't mean, seen it in years. But yeah, Kelly Kelly called it uh, Ocean Aliens, basically. Mm. But but yeah, I mean a, a friend. Yeah, of well, mine, that's that's what uh, the Abyss was. The, right? Well, yeah, it was the Abyss, Deep Star Six, and this movie Leviathan that all came out the, all same, the same year, time. all within a, whatever it was, four or five month span of each other. Oh, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> it's, it's but it's so ridiculous that it's good. And Ernie Hudson is so. Like he gets all of the great one-liners. He gets all of the the cheesy yep. action one-liners uh, that you would reserve for like Schwarzenegger. They give them to Ernie, and it is amazing. It's yeah. so good. The Abyss ran away with the box office. Deep Star Six was very much the the cheap entry into it. It yeah. was just because that's the one. Is that the one with Rip Taylor? I 
Yes. God, it's been forever since I've seen Deep Star or Six treat, now, too. Or Treat Williams, or who am I thinking of here? Yeah. Uh, sorry, sorry. Rip Williams. You're thinking Rip Torn. Rip. I'm thinking Rip Torn. Yes, is Rip Torn or Rip Taylor was in a different movie that year. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, it it uh, so. So but yeah, Leviathan, Leviathan kind it's, of is and it's all Italian. Yeah. It's one of those movies where you know Italy was like, oh, we want our big Hollywood blockbuster, so we're gonna have Jerry Goldsmith do the music, and we're gonna get Peter yep. Weller from RoboCop and Ernie Hudson from Ghostbusters, and uh, it's it's so. I mean, the, the bummer is I can't repeat any of the best one-liners here on the show because I don't want to get the explicit tag on it. But um, if you guys haven't seen it, go check it. It's it's airing right now on uh, MGM's uh, HD movies, uh, HD net oh. movies or whatever. So is that why you watched it three yeah. times in a row? Oh yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> it, it was on Comet, and we caught the tail end of it on Comet. And I was like, oh my god, I have to watch the rest of this movie, and it just so happened to be airing on you know because MGM has their syndicated uh, yeah. whatever five channels where they just air the same stuff over and over. But this is why I feel like we got to do more of those little. Uh, uh, one-off uh, WGBI's honoring, you know, mixtapes honoring the different actors, or the Christmas thing we did where we just sort of look, you know, mention some of their rarities and odds and ends. Because yeah. Ernie Hudson's got a lot of them that I'm pretty sure most people haven't seen. Like, so for starters, given that it is a a a you know a smelting uh, pot of what ended up being Ghostbusters. Uh, nobody's seen uh, was it Space Hunter Space, yeah Space Hunter we've talked about we've threatened we've that we're gonna about, do like yeah. some sort of a commentary on or a dissection of or something yeah and don't get me don't get me wrong not great but young Molly Ringwald uh, most of the production team that would go on to to make Ghostbusters and Ernie Hudson yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, but and nobody's seen it. Nobody's nobody's seen it, and it was a like a 3D gimmicky movie too, so that didn't help yeah. its cause. And oh no, it did with me. I remember <laughs> I saw it in theater. No, no, I saw it in theaters. You saw it because of glasses the, uh, and everything. Oh, oh my it God. was. F- I am fortunate enough to be of an age where the last push prior to the uh, the polarized lens revolution. Yeah. Uh, back when, because uh, that really required like you know the digital, the digital era to come yeah, along, the, like the active shutters and yeah, yeah. Uh, where uh, so the the last of the the last eighties hurrah of anaglyph 3D, uh, which was a weird one because they tried doing some stuff on television that kind of didn't work. And, well, and then there was like a there was. One of, one of the Nightmare on Elm Street was 3D. One of the, 3D, one of the wasn't Nightmare it? on Elm Street, yeah. one of the Jaws, Jaws, oh, Jaws 3, 3D. Was Jaws yeah. 3D. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was a, quite a few of them. Uh, and then lots of reissues. Like I got to go see uh, uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon, which was oh. really good to see. I in feel 3D. like a black and white movie using the anaglyph, that's that's a no brainer. That works really well because you've it got works the, incredibly the two spectrums. well. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it was really, really like. That was a great one. And then, yeah, like space, weird ones like Space Hunter. Actually, that was a weird time for sci-fi anyways because there was like Ice Pirates and uh, <laughs> Space Hunter. Like it was, it was, people were still trying to like cash in on Star Wars but didn't quite understand. Yeah, and you had your, what your, it was. your Roger Corman wannabes too that were like, oh, we can do what he did and just have all of these cheap knockoffs that everybody will go pick up. And Oh, what was that, yeah. Battle Beyond the Stars? Yep. Was that Corman? Yeah. That was Corman, yeah. Yeah, and... <laughs> and <laughs> 
<laughs> also a great mystery science theater, if I remember correctly. But um, what, was the, what was the joke about Roger Corman? Because uh, he's in a, is it American Werewolf in London? I think where he has a cameo. Yes, yeah, because he and, and so, Landis are friends. Yeah, yeah. So Piccadilly, I think he, Landis was one of the guys like him and uh, <sighs> what's his name for uh, Gremlins and all that. A lot of those guys got their Joe start. Dante w- and Joe Dante yeah. and all that. Yeah. So, so he has a cameo in Piccadilly Circus and American Werewolf in London, where you know the creature uh, goes running by and all that and blows past a a Roger Corman at a payphone. And it holds on him long enough for him to like reach in and look for, look for a, a coin in the coin return. And when they showed it to the execs, the execs, like, the execs were like, "Why does it hold that long?" It's like, "Well, it's Roger Corman. It's you yeah. know, it's a little cameo." And then somebody else's joke was, is "He he's supposed to be looking for a quarter. We told him there was two. <laughs> <laughs> and, that's, and that's such a Roger Corman thing. Yeah, I'll, I'll pinch every penny and I'll get every dollar out of this, but. Uh, um, anyway, we've turned into the yeah. Gilbert Gottfried podcast here, That's and I don't mind fine. that. I actually no, like not that, at all. But so yeah, Leviathan. Everybody, um, yeah, down the local blockbuster because that still exists. Because <laughs> uh, that's where. No, that's where it was easy to find these things. Let's not. Uh, uh, yeah, well, and that's the crazy. I went looking for it after we watched it on Comet, or th- we saw the tail end of it on Comet, and of course, you know, the usual suspects didn't have it. Uh, Netflix and iTunes, I think, had it, uh, but it was like a. It, if there was something about it was only SD or something. I can't remember. I was like, really? That's odd. Um, but uh, yeah, is it anyway, odd? Check. If no. something was made in the eighties, is it odd? Not uh, odd because when you watch it on HD Net, <laughs> that's the whole that's the whole oh, sell well. is that it's a glorious nineteen twenty ten eighty of something that you should never have really? seen in nineteen twenty ten eighty. Yeah. Well, that uh, means like prints and all that are out there that they're digitizing up because. It's not like it ever went to Blu-ray, so the best previous copy would have been a 720p, uh, right? Well, so. well, that's maybe that's it too. Is you know maybe it's like a 720p that they've upscaled or something. Well, but, still, uh, but it still it looked and it sounded great, which is <laughs> for better or for worse. It's fun. It's such a fun movie. I don't want to make fun of it because it it's one of those movies where it has the 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 so bad it's good factor to it you know that it's just a whole lot of fun you, you can't put it down uh it's it's just like it's a good trashy novel you you need to see yeah it. that's you the need to, uh, and if tra- you love trashy's Ernie, the way to put because yeah. trashy trash is not necessarily bad trash is just not high art yeah yeah if so it's so, much the same way mcdonald's is not great but it's fun from time to time. Yeah. It is by no means a healthy meal. No, but, but sometimes eh, you got to have a Big Mac and fries. Uh, fries, And exactly. that's, that's what this is. It's a it's a wonderfully <laughs> fulfilling Big Mac and fries and a McDonald's, large Dr. Pepper. If you want us to sell you some slogans, we got some hot ones. <laughs> sometimes you just want a Big Mac and fries. Sometimes you just want trash. McDonald's. <laughs> Soup this is podcast good. brought to you by McDonald's. Soup is good food. Um <laughs> Anyhow, um, all right, well, we have uh, lots of fun news for us to talk about, uh, and I'm sorry to have commandeered the first, like, ten minutes here to talk That's about... That's all right, you uh, were so excited, news, I wanted to let you run with I, it. And I appreciate that. It's usually me with the dumb thing to talk about, so... <laughs> I got the dumb thing this week, yay! Um, all right, here we go with the news. Hey, guys, Peter, I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here, if you want to turn your head. Multiplanar curly and emanation. Well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. 
All right, Chris. Well, before we jump into our our Ghostbusters 2020 chat, uh, some some late breaking developments here on the podcast. Uh, our yes. friends over at Yes Have Some uh, were able to secure a interview with uh, a Wizard World representative uh, to talk about Ghostbusters Fan Fest. Uh, they've got a, a pretty good 20 minute interview with. Um, oh my goodness, I didn't write it down. Uh, Jerry. Uh, I don't remember his last Jerry. name. But his first name is Jerry. Jerry W. Wizard. Jerry W. World of Wizards. I don't. Yeah, Jerry. Jerry at Wizard World has joined. Yes, have some, and he he has a lot of answers slash non answers uh, for them uh, on on Wizard World. It, it, basically, what it boils down to is there's not a whole lot that they can talk about quite yet. So, really? um, so so uh, try try as uh, Craig, Abby, and Jake uh, did. Uh, they didn't get a whole lot of new information out of them, but you know some good explanations uh, straight from the the horse's mouth. So. Uh, d- definitely check that out. Um, give it a listen. Uh, and it does sound like, you know, once more information is available, they're obviously going to be letting us know. That's, that's what I took away from the interview was, uh, Hey, w- we'll announce stuff when, when we're able to announce stuff. So, uh, just, just sit tight. Um, I mean, look, St- Star Wars Celebration is, uh, in about three weeks here and they finally just announced that JJ Abrams is going to be there. I mean, again, it was a, yep. a no brainer, but, uh, of course, they they saved that for the the three week push here. So so stay tuned on that front and and of course we'll we'll let you guys know as soon as we hear uh, things as well. I am uh, I'm very I'm very anxious now because uh, I I did it I sprung for the class <laughs> ten ticket. So now I'm like okay tell hey. me more I need to know everything uh, because because I need to plan this to a T I need to have this whole, whatever, uh, eight hour, nine hour day completely planned out because I want to get my money's uh, worth out of, out of every moment of it. So <laughs> here's, here's hoping, but, uh, so yeah, uh, fan fest, uh, yes, have some go listen to that. Uh, but after, after you listen to us, uh, don't, don't, I mean, I guess you can pause us and then yeah. come back, but asymmetrical but st- podcasting. Yeah. Stick, stick with us here. Don't, Finish, finish what you've started, and then move on. Don't chew with your mouth full. Good evening. I'm Troy Benjamin, and I'm Chris Stewart, and I'm Troy Benjamin, and this is Ghostbusters 2020. From the Crossrip Studios around the world and into your ears, the news items that may or may not have touched your life. This is Ghostbusters 2020 with Chris Stewart and Troy Benjamin. All right, Ghostbusters 2020 chat. Uh, good news here with the rumor roundup, Chris, is I think that we only have to kind of rapid fire one of them. Yes. Uh, that, I, I, there's been sort of a slowdown in the news cycle, um, potentially because uh, Facebook and Instagram were down for seven glorious hours today, uh, <laughs> where everybody was dancing in harmony and we loved one another for, for a brief period of time, and then it uh, reactivated and we all hate each other again. But... Um, yeah, so the, the only rumor that we have to talk about is this hashtag show, which I wasn't... Were you familiar with hashtag show before this? I, I was not familiar. No! Yeah, so that's not the other reason all. to kind of take this one with a grain of salt. I, n- not to be uh, demeaning toward the hashtag show, seems like they do great things, but I had not heard of them until this announcement slash news item. But they are saying that the production is interested in Jenna Ortega... Uh, young young actress uh, who is supposed to be playing a 17-year-old in Jason Reitman's film. Um, and then they also reposted the same character breakdowns that we've seen 
I mean, anybody with an actor's access account has access to these, these character breakdowns. So I think that's why they just keep being perpetuated over and over. But the one that they have for Jenna is new saying that she is to play an American graffiti style car hop. You know, the, the, uh, the waiters and waitresses that are on the roller skates going up to uh, cars at like a Sonic drive-in. Uh, for those of you who don't know what Mel's drive-in is. Uh, and she becomes friends with the Finn Wolfhard character. I mean, again, they posed this as we have learned that the production is interested in, which basically amounts to the casting director has reached out to an agent for her to come and audition probably. And that's, that's the only news that there, there is to say there. So much of this is going to end up changing. By the by, the time the movie comes out, anyways. Yeah, and and look at you know, um, and shoot, I'm I'm blanking on her name now, but uh, the the young actress that's in uh, Black Mirror, who the audition video surfaced, she did the self tape, and it was the same sort of thing. There are a lot of uh, people that are are vying for these roles in this film uh, because it is going to be a big spotlight for a young up and comer that hey, I'm in a Ghostbusters movie. It, it could be their big break. So I know that they're all probably, you know, fighting tooth and nail for, for a role in this movie. But so, I, I mean, yes, uh, the production is interested in Jenna Ortega. They're probably interested in three or four dozen other uh, wonderful actors and actresses. Uh, so uh, that's what that one amounts to. Um, I, mm-hmm. Jenna Ortega seems like a great choice. Uh, will that necessarily be the person that's in the movie? Don't know. We'll, we'll find out. Wait, wait for the actual official announcements to come, uh, through again. Uh, Jason Reitman said he wants to unwrap this like a package, uh, a wonderful present for us. Uh, let's, uh, let's let him do that. Let's let him have his fun. <laughs> uh, but what we can talk about that's not rumor, Chris, Hey, the rapid fire is done. How do we, how do we do that? was like two minutes. Uh, we can talk about production crew because uh, a lot of production obviously is crewing up for the movie. They're uh, just a few months out from starting uh, to roll cameras here. So we've got people that are prepping and there's pre-production happening and it's all coming together. So we can talk about uh, people like Eric Stielberg, the director of photography, Tom Rita, the new art director, Sheena Dougal, who will be the VFX super um, all of these people, they're being added to the IMDb because as they're getting crewed up, they want to add it to their resume and CV or, you know, the production is adding them as they see fit. Uh, and Eric, as, as of now, as we're recording this, Eric is not on the IMDb, but it's, it's pretty obvious that he's going to be working on this film. Um, much, much in the way that Francois, uh, Odoi, uh, was like, I'm working on a top secret film, hashtag GB20. Eric is starting a new job and he posted the Sony water tower on his Instagram the other day. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, very clear. I, I went, uh, found out it's Odui. Odui. Ah, all right. Yeah. Well, disregard the way that we've been talking about him for the last couple of weeks. That's o- a, that's a big Odui on us. Odui. Say it one it's more time. Odui. 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 Okay. I like it. Uh, so let's, let's or talk about, so I've been told. So let's, uh, let's stick with that. Cause well, Adoy sounds yeah, dumb. So, some, uh, we're going to meet him at fan fest and be like, so Francois, your last name, how, how have we been butchering it for the last six months? <laughs> uh, but so let's, let's start with Eric Steelberg, uh, director of photography, Again, not necessarily a big surprise here because he and Jason Reitman, he, he's been the director of photography on every single one of Jason Reitman's films since uh, Juno. So um, 
you know, front runner, Tully, Labor Day, Young Adult, Up in the Air, uh, it, all of Jason Reitman's films, Eric has been there at his side. Uh, so I'd actually probably would have been more surprised if he would have picked up another director of photography that was not Eric uh, at this point. Um, but what can we glean? I mean, the fact that he's worked with Jason Reitman, they have a good working rapport. Uh, but in terms of style and tone for this film, Chris, uh, what can we what can we take from his his resume? I mean, he's worked on he did Baywatch, uh, also another Ivan Reitman Montecito film. Uh, he did uh, some additional photography for A Quiet Place. So those are two vastly different films there. But uh I could I could see how you could take one from column A and one from column B and and turn it into Ghostbusters. Here's big, yeah big broad comedy with the uh, big action set pieces, and here's a quiet place that's uh, dark, spooky, and creepy, and needs to kind of have those those jump scares. I don't. There's uh, there's nothing there. Obviously, it would all be speculation to try to guess what kind of tone the movie would have based on what he's done before. I just choose to to. It, it, enjoy the fact that it does look like he can do whatever. Yeah. So yeah, he's That's versatile. Fine. And, and we have learned through the grapevine that, uh, that Eric was the director of photography on the teaser trailer. So if, if we want there to we know go. what the movie's going to look like, we kind of don't have to go too far because there's their camera test right there. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> They've already figured out totally what they want to do with the movie. So, um, so that's wonderful. If you like the teaser trailer, it sounds like we're in good shape because, uh, there's, there's Eric Stielberg to be, uh, behind the lens, making sure that everything looks exactly like that. All um, that, uh, the light flash and all that is all, it's very rooftop temple or, um, uh, Hill Valley lightning storm. The, yeah. The strobing and the, uh, yeah. the otherworldly green, uh, lighting hues and the smoke and the atmosphere and, uh, very, very cool. I mean, it's, I'm sure it's going to be grounded in reality, but with those heightened moments, uh, like, like you were talking about, like the rooftop temple where, where's all of that dry ice fog coming from? Uh, the other side, the sky, the sky, we got a million miles of cable out here. Uh, anyway, um, so, so, uh, that, that's, that's wonderful news. Um, and, uh, looking forward to that. I, I mean, much in the way that when, uh, Robert Yeoman uh, was announced to be the director of photography on, on Paul Feig's film. I was a big fan of him. Uh, I've loved all of his work on the, the Wes Anderson films. So it's, it's, it's good to have a good, versatile uh, director of photography behind this movie that can, can really make things shine. Um, let's talk about Tom Rita, the art director. Sure. Uh, because so we, we knew about Francois starting work uh, about whatever it was, three, four weeks ago. Uh, Tom is the new addition here, which makes a whole lot of sense. Um, you know, tra- traditionally, an art director is like the second in command. So a production designer uh, is is sort of like the captain of the ship, and the art director is their number one. Uh, that's that's kind of what it boils down to. Um, but but he kind of has a very similar. When you look at his IMDb page and his resume, he has sort of a very eclectic, uh, uh, just sort of smattering of films from Cabin in the Woods to Forty Year Old Virgin. I feel like he's kind of in that same boat as Eric Steelberg, where he can do big. Uh, shiny, bright, happy, vibrant uh, comedy that's got beautiful, saturated, vibrant colors. Uh, or he can do Cabin in the Woods, where it's like uh, a, a Sam Raimi uh, horror film. Uh, so that I, I think he's gonna he's gonna be great. I feel like between yeah. he and Francois, we're gonna get some really cool visuals uh, for Eric to uh, to film. And then Sheena Dougal, that was the one that you posted on on uh, Proton Charging, Chris. Did you have a chance to look into her? Uh, no, her background. Not much, I'm afraid. Uh, well, let me see. I I pulled a few things on her. So so 
the visual effects supervisor, just while I'm doing that, I can kind of give you guys a quick cliff's notes on what a visual effects supervisor is. They're the person now that's on set every single day that Jason Reitman goes over and is like, hey, so if I'm going to put a ghost in there, uh, you know, what is my focal distance and how should I be interactive lighting? And uh, they're the person that's also there taking all of the reference photography, like the HDR photography that uh, the visual effects animators and stuff will be using. So uh, for, for Jason Reitman, who has not done a big visual effects heavy uh, film, Sheena is going to be that person that he's uh, conspiring with and talking at Video Village uh, quite often with, you know, the best best ways to shoot things and, and how to approach things. So um, so that's cool. And the good news, so I've got her, her, her resume here. Uh, man, she she's done a lot of work. She actually started as an Inferno and flame artist, uh, back at ILM on, on super Mario brothers, Bob Hoskins, John Leguizamo's super Mario brothers. That's funny. Uh, (laughs) she did some work on the star Wars special editions. She's done a lot of Marvel work. Uh, she was the visual effects supervisor on agent Carter, did some additional photography on Thor, the dark world, Dr. Strange. Uh, so she's, she's handled all of these big kind of movies, uh, which I think is, is, is going to help, Poor, poor Jason Reitman, who is like, um, so I like to do these single camera things where it's just us at a table, but, uh, all right, let's do this whole set piece where they're fighting a ghost. What do I do? What have I gotten myself into? Um, so yeah, so Sheena, Sheena will be great. I, I feel like that's, that's a great, uh, a great visual effects supervisor choice. Uh, and Hey, while I'm here on IMDb, let's, uh, Let's scoop H and Entertainment for once because they love to <laughs> to do this. Uh, added to the IMDb today is James Doe D O H as a storyboard and animatic artist, uh, which also makes sense. Big set pieces. We've got a visual effects supervisor who's coming in to plan all of the stuff out. You need a storyboard artist. You need uh, somebody like James Doe who has done storyboards and animatics for Fast and the Furious and Drive and Aquaman. A uh, bunch, bunch of complicated films. Year one, he did some storyboards on Harold Ramis's Year One. So there you go. There's a, a good tie back. Yeah. Um, just I, the the cool thing about this, Chris, is now we're starting to see the direction of, uh, of where where things can be taken. We know that there's going to be big set pieces. Why would you hire a storyboard artist like this if you were going to be doing a a very small art house film? Uh, which yeah. I don't think Jason was ever going to do in the first place, right? No. It, it definitely, at, at a minimum, could be focused in on whatever the threat is. Uh, the yeah. story doesn't have to be sweeping and all that, but the threat does. So that's, I think that's a definite place where his talents will come into play. Yeah, totally. And and on the Bill Burr podcast, he did mention that he's got these big visual effects set pieces that he's never done. Um, so e- even if this is a smaller movie uh, set in a rural uh, area, there's... I mean, it's a Ghostbusters movie. There's going to be some big... What was Dan Aykroyd's uh, line? The third act manifestation will have you on the edge of your seats. Uh, there's there's going to be something like that in this film. Uh, so Has to be. yeah. So anyway, so uh, very. I mean, it's cool. He's even picked, he's even picked up a uh, uh, one of his first ads according to Internet Movie Database. I didn't see it the other oh, day. Oh yeah, so. and uh, and a local production manager and. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, the crew is slowly coming together here. And I guess what we can do is we can highlight those people that, uh, we can start speculating on what that particular hire, uh, means for things, uh, st- stunt doubles. If we start seeing aerial photographers, uh, we'll, we'll start, we'll, we'll chime in and we'll let you guys know, uh, 
what what we've seen and what it could mean for the film. Um, and uh, or or keep your ear to the ground at HN Entertainment because they love to put big scoops <laughs> on when these pe- when these people are added exclusive. to IMDb. <laughs> yeah, exclusive. Uh, well, uh, I mean, speaking of the the Francois Audouy, did I say it right that time? Yeah, that's good. Uh, we'll get corrected by the Quebec Ghostbusters or um, yes, please Soulange, do. So. Yeah, please, please again. I, somebody did send us a pronunciation. I looked at it. I was like, oh yeah, okay, I got it. And then I immediately forgot it. I'm sorry, nah. guys. But um, but there was a, there was an article that somebody called that out as an exclusive that he's joined the film, and I was like, is it an exclusive? <laughs> if on the dude's Instagram he said he. Okay. <laughs> this word does not mean what I think, think it means. Exclusive. Exclusive. Uh, so anyway, uh, so that's that's pretty yeah. much it for for 2020 stuff. There there actually hasn't been a whole lot the past week, which is not surprising. Again, we kind of thought it would be radio silent uh, as much as possible, as much radio silence as possible in this day and age. Hey guys, it's uh, me, Ghostbuster Joe of the Ghostbusters of Pike County, and I'm calling in regards of Finn Wolfhard and uh, the lady from Gone Girl being in the new movie, as you keep calling it, Ghostbusters 2020. <laughs> um, but I'm very excited. Uh, I love him on Stranger Things. I've never really seen the lady from Gone Girl. But what you were saying, how it could be like Egon's daughter. And they don't really want to talk about it because he, he passed away and they did get a little bit teary-eyed when they had to explain the whole situation. But this is pretty interesting and I think it's going to be a really good story. Um, that, see you guys on the other side. I love your show. We live in an era where they don't remember how to yell first and everybody wants to be the first to yell. <laughs> Meh. <laughs> Meh. That's true. We've we've gotten past the uh, the first commenter and we've gotten into the I just want to say meh first. Sony announced today they're gonna make a new movie, starts with the letter G. Meh, meh. sucks. Mm. I'm not gonna go meh. see it. Meh. <laughs> yeah. Followed by an H. <laughs> meh. Well hang on guys, it could be good. It's got an H. Meh. Fight is factions. it ghoulies? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, not ghoulies, but uh, is it Shudder? We're going off track here, but uh, <laughs> Shudder has a, a, a Critters series that's apparently really good. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, like it, it like, is out right now. Is is yeah. on the air and you can watch it? Oh, that's apparently. I didn't know that they paid money to do another Critter series. And- oh my. And actually, the funny part is, is exactly like we always talk about. It's, it's the one argument people get right when it, they talk about, don't remake classics. This is not necessarily right. You can remake classics all right, or f- do sequels to classic. But but the argument is always, no, find the thing that stank, but people kind of remember and try to do the better version of it. And that's what Critters was always kind of speaking of, of your your love of, newfound love of trash 80s cinema. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it was trash. And somebody decided, yeah, but I loved it. And I'm going to take that. <laughs> you know, twelve-year-old uh, love, and I'm going to turn it into a series for uh, streaming TV, and people are kind of like, "Yeah, this is good." Okay, where so. do they come up with this stuff? Where do they come up with this stuff? Uh, Anyways, yeah, but all right, well, let's well, let's finish this so I can go watch Critters. Then uh, that's funny. 
Um, so that's, yeah, that's it for 2020 stuff. Uh, more, more to come. Obviously we'll keep you posted on that front. Uh, let's talk about Funko cereal because we did, uh, I don't know. It was, it's been three or four weeks now when we started getting stuff out of the, um, international toy fair in toy New fair, York yeah. where Funko was saying that we've got these cereals coming out, but they, they certainly, uh, made a splash this past week. Uh, Slimer and Stay Puft cereals, which we've discussed here on the show before. We now have details on them. Uh, the Stay Puft cereal, which has a wonderful box design. and a, oh, Both a, boxes are oh, amazing. They're, they're great. I mean, these are, for those of you that have the shelf space, these are your your great display pieces. Um, and in fact, I'm about to talk about pre-ordering cereal, which I never thought that I would talk <laughs> about in my entire life. But um, yeah, uh, Stay Puft and Slimer cereal coming uh, very soon, right around the corner. The Stay Puft cereal is an FYE exclusive for 13 bucks with a release date of May 10th. Uh, so that's that's going to be first out of the gate, and then Slimer will be coming to a GameStop near you on June 2nd, just in time for that uh, big anniversary date. And yes, you can pre-order. Like I said, you can pre-order the GameStop uh, Slimer cereal, and those pre-orders are open now. Um, so pre-order your box of cereal, pre-order your Funko uh, Slimer Pop, and uh, FYE, do you guys do you have FYEs up in Canada still? What's an FYE? No, yeah, we don't. exactly. I, I was going to say, I can't think of any of the area malls that still have an FYE. No. FYE we, was sort of like a Suncoast video, and in fact, I think was owned by Suncoast video at one yeah, point. Yeah, no, we barely retain things like, you know, Spencer's gifts and stuff like that. Like, Yeah. Uh, so this may be one you have to buy online uh, as well if, if you don't have an FYE near you. I got it for the life of me. I'm going to have to look now. I don't even know where an FYE is still open around here. Well, but. I have the slight advantage of, mind you, I'm not sure how to dial it in, but uh, we're only like uh, an hour's hour and a bit, hour and a half drive from uh, Funko's HQ ah. in Washington State here. So you can go the, to their uh, company store and... Company store, and they don't stock everything. Uh, well, eventually they do, but maybe not in mass quantities, nor is it there, you know, beyond a couple of weeks or something. But last time we were there, yeah, I could have picked up Lion O's and, and uh, Elvira... O's or whatever they call them. I can't remember. But, uh. Wow. The closest FYE to me is 30 miles away, kind of out by Disneyland. That That's the only one that's still open. But uh, well, That's a bit of a drive for you. Bit of a drive, but totally, I mean, uh, for this cereal, yeah, I'll do Might that. Might be worth it. That's a good field trip. All right. So, uh, yeah, so so if you want those, make sure that uh, get those pre-orders in. If it's anything like the um, Ectotron, that, that went fast. I know a lot of people were... Uh, like, oh, that's cool. Oh, it's already sold out. And it's gone. Uh, but I think they did reopen, at least through the Hasbro toy shop, uh, some select pre-orders on that particular guy as well. But uh, go go pick those up. Funko's got fun stuff coming. And uh, they're staying true to their Funko name. Um, what else do we have? Actually, this is a really light rundown this week, Chris. Oh, it I, is. I did want to give a shout out. It's been a while coming. Uh, Ghostbusters World Hub. Have you seen the? It's a website uh, that yeah. went live. Oh, about a month ago, and I, I keep meaning to bring it up on the show, and I keep forgetting. Um, it's it's like a great. It's like a Wikipedia kind of crowdsourced resource for the game, where you can get all of the stats on all of the ghost characters, and they put together a yeah. great like boss um guide so you know what days all of the bosses respawn and 
uh, just, I mean, if you're still, if you're playing the Ghostbusters world game, which I still kind of uh, log in from time to time and see what's going on. Uh, it's, it's a really great resource. And I know a lot of people are at like level 60 on some of their characters. Oh my God. So, uh, Oh man, I, I was happy that I was almost to level 20. So, uh, (laughs) I'm way behind. Same here. But uh, yeah, so check out Ghostbusters World Hub. You know, the other thing that I, I kind of wanted to mention, I don't know how we talk about it because it's something you have to see. Did you see the uh, the German, the Ghost Core Germany Ecto-3 that was making the rounds on social media like yesterday <laughs> yeah, or the day before? I, I did, yes. Uh, you, you know, for, for those of you that remember the uh, the Kenner Ecto-3, that, that little like go-kart that had the like fly swatter uh, pincers uh, attached to it, uh, the, the yeah. German Ghostbusters uh, franchise <laughs> recreated the go-kart and even has like the fly swatter pincers and the cool flag. Like it had this, this blue uh, like rally car flag, uh, just uh, very cool. <laughs> I mean, the, the ingenuity of some fans... Uh, I, I, I'm just, I can't, that's one of the things that I can't wait for fan fest. And I always love seeing out of like dragon con and, and these big fan gatherings is like, who's going to come up with the coolest piece of gear that you're like, Oh, that's such a great idea. Like this, this was such a great idea. If you have the means to create an Ecto three, dude, do it. Why not? Yeah. Uh, you know, if, if you, if you're doing a, a fright features series of cosplays and you can put together all of the weird weapons, uh, that, you know, like Egon had that, I don't even know what to call it. Like that claw looking, uh, yeah. th- thing that like strapped onto his arm. If you create that claw, dude, that's awesome. If your tie can to... raise up and even better. <laughs> I used to daydream that it'd be awesome. Uh, as the, the Ghostbusters, uh, contingent, uh, in the dragon con parade, uh, grew that eventually we'd reach the point where we could have, little tiny uh, go-kart Ectos and we could have Ghostbuster, like Shriner Ghostbusters <laughs> drive around behind the big Ectos. Uh, I'd like to broaden that now that Ecto uh, threes are perfectly legit yeah. to join this. Uh, if you can do a tiny go-kart version of any of the real Ghostbuster vehicles, come oh, on yeah. in. Any of those mini rigs. Yeah. Uh, right? I, I mean, I've, I've always, I've wanted to see, somebody try to do the ecto two or like, yeah, come on. That's, that's yeah. what you, that's what we have to do. When we finally well, make it to dragon con, we're going to be in one of those Shriner cars of some what, sort. I what would how. it, what would an ecto two be given that unless you're super crazy, it's not really going to fly or but you, is it, or is it But <laughs> you could make yourself a tiny, uh, a tiny little version that, you know, putt putts around with the, uh, the other ones. So yeah. Yeah. And it could still have the the gyrocopter element to it, even yeah. if it's you know, not functional. But <laughs> not aerodynamic. It can be functional, no. it's just not aerodynamic. I've I've <laughs> seen Mad Max. I know that those gyrocopters work. <laughs> you just need the fuel. You just need the gas. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so so check that out on on our, our social media. I think the uh, the Crossrip uh, Twitter account uh, definitely retweeted it, so you can you can yep. see the the wonderful imagery of it there. And uh, yeah, if if you guys have like a cool piece of gear that you're working on or or something that you've already created and you're very proud of, uh, hit hit us up uh, on our social media pages because I would love I would love to feature all of these cool things, uh, even if you're just proud that you put in the. Uh, 
the e-cig uh, venting mechanism to your pack and and you can now vent your pack like the ghostbusters video game uh i i always get a kick out of that so send it to us on social media and we'll we'll boost it out to everybody we'll we'll send it to the masses don't wait another minute pick up your phone and call the professionals go, 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 go stoppers. stoppers i'm sorry we'll do it again we want to hear from you leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742 that's 4702 GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page and Twitter accounts. Print is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just want to get back close again. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professional. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. Chris, my friend, uh, you are, you're still healing uh, and we want you to heal well from this uh, this illness that you've got. Uh, ah. Ah. But so, but the good news is we've got a nice uh, short and sweet podcast this week. So uh, yeah. you you can tuck yourself back into bed, drink a lot of fluids, watch critters, and uh, you know, uh, and, and rest. I looked it up. March twenty first. Hit oh. shutter. March twenty first. Sorry, man. Sorry to get your hopes up. All right, well, let's yeah. go another hour then. Let's see, what can we talk about? Uh, You'll enjoy it, though. They call it Critters a New Binge. <laughs> so they're not taking it terribly serious. What was what was the subtitle on the Critters sequel? We're Not Gremlins? We're Not Gremlins. I don't I th- remember. Well, because, yeah, Gremlins 2 had the new batch, and then Critters, the sequel was... Oh, I'm going to look it up. I'm gonna, do, you, do you have any final thoughts while I uh, look up what what that was it's gonna uh, bother me until yeah i got two an official ghostbuster one is uh shout out to the Ghostheads uk podcast oh uh, a, yeah a sure sign that there's a new movie coming is that here come all the uh, the other podcasts yeah yeah well there's the the germans uh deutschland uh, has uh, joined uh, with theirs which is the uh ghostbusters radio i think they're calling it yeah, yeah. um there's us there's, uh, I guess we'll count the F's. Ha- yes, have they? You know, <laughs> they pace themselves by talking about Jaws and Jurassic Park. But yeah. sure, yeah. Uh, but no, they they're. Let's put it this way: if there's Ghostbusters news, they are not skipping it to talk about Jeff Goldblum. Well, they might s- skip it to talk to Jeff Goldblum, but um, uh, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, the UK contingent has decided. I think this is probably has to do a bit with they're also. Uh, given that uh, FanFest is coming up and of course you know Jumping a Pond is a bit of a haul uh, with Scotland's uh, Ectocon coming together too right yeah it feels like this is kind of part of it is the UK is um, is incubating up their fandom and I'm all for it so yeah and I I got to listen to most of it Uh, the the bummer is that the the podcast is on Facebook so uh, if you're trying to listen today you were kind of SOL but they do say it's coming soon to iTunes and I know stuff like that is sometimes a a bit of a hassle to uh, depending on how you're depending on how you're feeding it out to the world yeah get your RSS feed validated and yeah Uh, but uh, yeah so just go uh, 
assuming that by the time you hear this, Facebook is up and running again. Uh, yeah, just go search for Ghost Heads yeah, UK and, podcast. And they talk about speaking of the Ecto three. They talk about props. Uh, actually, the meat of the conversation is is about props. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Um, and then the unofficial one is last week. I uh, apologized, gave a shout out to my buddy Taylor for correcting me that I had confused two Brad Pitt goes off to World War One uh, prairie epics. <laughs> Uh, and then in talking about Akira Kurosawa's Ran, uh, he, inf- he messaged me. <laughs> he messaged me Monday going, you're going to hate me. Uh, it, it was Akira Kurosawa's Heaven and Earth that shot in Alberta that I was in and not Ran. So I'm like, uh, right. So I'm so confusing. On the correction. <laughs> so I confused one sweeping historical epic <laughs> By Akira Kurosawa with another sweeping <laughs> historical epic by Akira Kurosawa. Uh, it was just full of samurais. What do you want me to do? A very uh, a, a common mistake. Yeah, that's well, okay. I didn't. <clears throat> I wrote back. He's like, "You're gonna hate me." I was like, "I don't hate you. I claim illness." <clears throat> yeah, uh, you're you're not of right mind. It's okay. Oh no, I was frying. I frankly, I was probably frying uh, synapses then. Where you're all lucky. I'm st- well or unlucky that I'm here to talk to you. I. I could be sitting around uh, going for all you guys know, <laughs> for all you care. You didn't uh, send any letters. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> well, it, and you you held it together pretty well again this week. I, I feel like again this is going to be one where I QC it back and I'll be like, Chris doesn't sound sick. I think he's good. It's totally I just fine. feel very self conscious because I unfortunately I just have to clear my throat. So every once in a while I have to lean away and they they don't um, they don't hear it. They don't usually they don't hear it. I have to pull a uh, a chocolate rain. It's a little t- little text comes up. Occasionally, I move away from the mic move to away breathe. From the microphone to breathe. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, uh, and we're back. Um, well, uh, hey, uh, Critters Two was called the main course. That was there you uh, go. I had to look that up. And and the tagline was "Get ready for seconds. They're back." <laughs> uh, let's see. By next week, everybody's homework is go see Leviathan. Yep. Uh, Space Hunter. Yep, and I'm gonna, th- I'm gonna throw in, um, I'm gonna throw in Rock the Cradle or Cradle Will Rock. Which one is it? Cradle Will Rock. Are you thinking about Hand That Rocks the Cradle? Are we Are we sure, talking great. Ernie Ernie Hudson films here? Yes. Yeah, so Cradle that one. Will Rock with, was the uh, Tim Robbins uh, 1960s one. If uh, I which is the one with yeah. Rebecca De Mornay? That's Hand That Rocks crazy. the Cradle. Yeah. Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Yeah. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's. Uh, how do I put this? It's it's Ernie Hudson's Ben Stiller Oscar role does that make yeah, any sense yeah no that a hundred percent because that it's, was sort you'll, of you'll understand it when you yeah. go see it is Let, let's yeah let's <laughs> do that let's let's have like a an ernie hudson triple feature and then we can have ernie hudson uh film uh yeah. discussion that's maybe that's when we we actually bring ernie in to talk on the podcast after we've watched all three of them <laughs> as a group and then we can be like ernie you're coming on a ghostbusters podcast but we want to talk to you about space hunter <laughs> leviathan <laughs> And hand the rocks the cradle. Now, and when Congo. she hit you, oh god, we have to we have to put Congo when she in there. hit you with that shovel. It looked like it hurt. How did you prepare for that? How, did you did you practice getting hit did by you a shovel? Getting, <laughs> uh, actually, minor aside, if people like to get podcast recommendations off of us, uh, go uh, sign up for twenty thousand hertz. Oh, Are you familiar that? with twenty? No, what's that one? It is a sound and film and television. Sound in general, actually, is the best way to put it. It's sound. It's a, a podcast about sound in life. I found out about it through uh, 99% Invisible, where they reran one of their episodes from last uh, fall, which was about cartoon sounds. 
and they interviewed, uh, I forget the gentleman's name, but he was kind of the last of the classic cartoon era guys. Like he yeah. kind of studied at the feet of of the original guy. So he, he was talking exactly about how, sir, and, and just fascinating stuff. Like he's like, I, for years I've been trying to find out how they made the Jetson uh, uh, spaceship noises. Oh, and, he's, yeah. and I've asked everybody. He's like, nobody remembers how it was made. Like it's legit. It sits in libraries. It's there. It still gets used to this day. Nobody no remembers idea how what that the sound was is. made. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, and then um, they did a bunch of others. Uh, you'd like it because the the one that came out this week was about. They call it the Bouge, B O O J. And it's about how we went from in a world and suddenly trailers <laughs> went to, uh, you know, and now it's my turn. Yeah, yeah the, the needle drop. Yeah. And it starts it starts talking about the bouge and how it came around and the all bouge. this. And waste of, but then funny. goes into uh, uh, trailer tropes. Oh, that's fun. Uh, and that's it covered, fun. Oh, it's and it's really great. Soft, breathy cover songs. And, <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the thing. They have that. And they actually have guys that they invited on who have a YouTube channel making fun of sound production because they are sound production guys. And they did a fake trailer, filled it with fake lines, and then filled it with trailer tropes. And the damn thing sounds like a spot-on trailer. <laughs> and one of the things is that cover, they had one of the uh, their friends sing a straight-up, uh, so this woman is a high-register, kind of ethereal, perfectly straight version of uh, You Spin Me Right Round. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we just thought of the dumbest, jokiest song we could think of that would be ridiculous to take seriously, and they did that. And it was great because I listened to it, and I'm like, you guys are awesome. Uh, and I actually had a small conversation with them on Twitter because they were like, you know, we attribute it to social media, which had uh, I had a Belgian girls' choir singing Creep by Radiohead. Oh, and, and I said... I have to contradict you because they're like, and now it's 2009. I was like, I have to contradict you. I think that trend started with Gary Jules' cover of Mad World in the Xbox Gears of War 3 oh, trailer. Yeah. Because that was the first time I remember people doing that, 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 uh, I don't know what you call it, angelic covers of. <sighs> juxtaposition covers of pop songs to. to yeah, to, to, to put into slow motion footage for a trailer. Yeah. Uh, so I and they and they responded back and they're like, "Yeah, you're right. Even we sometimes forget video games is uh, doing stuff before even TV." And I was like, yeah. "I love you guys. I'll listen to your <laughs> podcast forever. Thanks for talking to me." Uh, uh, so what, it was forty thousand hertz. What? What was twenty thousand? Twenty thousand hertz. hertz. All right. Yeah. So it has, you have to spell it out. Spell out twenty thousand, and it'll probably pop. And up. it'll come up. All right. Uh, well, go, yeah, go give that a listen. Uh, but uh, go listen to the Us Have Some uh, Wizard World uh, interview, interview Wizard first. World and Ghostheads UK podcast. Yes, Ghostheads UK. Uh, but uh, for us, that's all the time we have this week. Uh, it, we end up rounding it out. We got we got our hour, so we're good. Woo! <laughs> we'll, we'll see you all on the other side. Who you gonna call? We Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional CrossRip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. That used to be one of my two favorite shows. Anything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. <laughs> Next week, though, Careless Pets.
Air high five. Woo! Wait, Woo. oh no, give me some Purell. We can't air high five. You're, you're the monkey from Outbreak right now.